Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Tim McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. And tell the show, we're talking about unlucky numbers. Do they make a difference to your property's value? Now, Andrew, when we're talking about unlucky numbers, we're talking about the number on the letterbox. What sort of numbers are we thinking about? So uh, this came about because uh, the other day I was on the Property Investors Chat Group. Every now and then when I've just got idle hands, I go onto the Property Investors Chat Group and um, some new investor had asked a question about if I buy a property with the number 13 on it, for example, am I going to have trouble renting it or selling it in the future? And I took a screenshot and showed it and I said, look how ridiculous this is. Someone's actually thinking about this. But the reality is parts of the Asian community they do have numbers which they think are more unlucky. So the number four, for example, because it's uh, uh, similar to the word death in Mandarin or Cantonese. And so therefore, you know, if you're Chinese and you're buying a property and it's number four, maybe you're going to be a bit more worried about it. Or, or, or 44, double death, that's even more scary. Okay, what other sort of numbers are we thinking? So number 13, as I mentioned before, that's unlucky in Western cultures. In uh, our office building in Auckland, and also a lot of hotels I've stayed at, there is no level 13. Yeah, it just goes straight to, from 12 to 14, right? Do you think there's a floor there, a secret dark floor? There's no, no, there's obviously a 13th floor. It was a floor. joke, Edward. You know, honestly, you're, you're an idiot, Andrew Nicholl. <laughs> and, um, of course, 666 uh, represents the devil as well. So that might be considered unlucky, though you don't really hear people worry too much about 666. Yeah, that's because not many streets go up to 666, do they, Edward? Uh, well, no, but we've recommended developments with the number 666 in the past. Yeah, no, we did. Um, but on the other hand, some numbers are considered very lucky. So the number eight is lucky in some Asian communities because it's like the symbol for infinity. And also, I don't know if it sounds similar or looks similar when it's written, but it's it's associated with uh, the same word meaning to make a fortune. So uh, some people think it means endless fortune. Uh, my understanding is that six can also be considered somewhat lucky in Asian cultures, but I might have got that wrong. Now, you might think, well, how much of a difference does this really make? Now, I've dug through the university studies to see, you know, has anybody actually researched this? And the answer is yes. Uh, there was a 2008 study from the Auckland Centre for Financial Research, or, or a study that they had shared, that showed that there was a bit of a difference. So they looked at 800,000 transactions in Sydney over 13 years, and they chose Sydney because it's a large and diverse city uh, with a lot of uh, Asian, with, with a large Asian population. And what they found is that at a citywide level, the number four or the number 13 didn't make a blind bit of difference when you look at all of Sydney. But when you dig into the areas that have high proportions of Chinese residents, there is a small difference. So what they said was that in areas with a high Chinese population, houses with the number eight sold for about 1.4% more. So if you have eight on your letterbox, and specifically eight or 88, they sold for about 1.4% more. Now that's after adjusting for differences in the properties. And of course, you know some streets will have more eights and some will have more fours, depending on how long it happens to be. And what they found is that houses, so properties that aren't conjoined, not units, uh, houses with the number four on the letterbox sold for 3.9% less than similar properties. So there does appear to be a bit of a premium paid to, uh, to, uh, for properties that are eight or 88, and there is a bit of a, a discount for properties that have four or 44 on the letterbox. 
Uh, if you look at just units, so say a townhouse mm. or an apartment, there's still a difference, but not as much. It's it's one percent more for properties with an eight on it, one point three percent less for properties with a four on it. Uh, so really, there, there's a, there's a difference, but a small difference there. Uh, according to their numbers, it is statistically significant, even after adjusting for all of those. Uh, there was another paper published in the states that I looked at. Uh, they were saying that. Chinese buyers will pay 1% to 2% more for a property with an 8 uh, on the letterbox and will pay about 1% less for a property with a 4. So there does appear to be a bit of a difference, but we're talking very, very minor numbers, somewhere between you know 1% and 3% is what you'd probably expect. Now, does any of that surprise you, Andrew? Yeah, I when I sent you that uh, screenshot, I didn't think for a second there would be any difference. Now, it's not a lot of a difference, as you say, but um, it does surprise me that there actually is a difference, and that's something that people take into consideration. Well, I think it's it's particularly uh, Chinese communities appear, mm. you know, based on the research, again, at a citywide level. So if you're thinking, you know, would this matter in Auckland or Wellington? Probably not at a citywide level. But if you were looking at areas with a high proportion of Asian communities where this does make a difference, that is important to them, that's where you might say, okay, maybe I will just, just make a little decision about it. I, I just named my development, it'd be 80 Wilson's Road or whatever, and then 80A, 80B, 80C, 80D. Oh, I'd, I'd make them all 88. Oh, yeah. 88, even, double oh. luck. <laughs> now, does this mean, though, that properties with a number four or a number 13 on the letterbox will get less capital growth. Are they worse investments? So, no, and that's not what the research says. Now, if you're looking at buying a property and it's worth 600000 and it's in an area where there's lots of Chinese people, they might, or you might, get a 6 to 12% discount off the price compared to an equivalent property that has a more lucky number. Now, the capital growth will be the same, but... When you sell that property, you're also going to sell it probably a discount. But look, at the end of the day, it's going to take the same length of time to double in value because that capital growth rate is the same, just that you're buying at a discount and selling at a discount. And actually, that almost says to me, oh, bloody opportunity there, isn't there? Yeah. If I'm like, okay, there's it's it's 44, I'm like, come at me then. Then I can, <laughs> you know, negotiate to get a bit off. Oh, mate, you're not going to sell this. No Chinese buyer's going to want this. You know, um, so so you've got to give me a discount. You know, nobody's <laughs> going to buy this property off you. And then at the other end, you know, of course you might sell at a bit of a discount as well. But if it doubles in value at the same amount of time, I think this is an opportunity for me. Oh, Mr. McKnight signing up a contract pre pretending that it affects his spiritual belief of the property. Well, no, I don't want to. I mean, I'm not sitting here mocking the, the no, fact no, that I'm not, people. No, I'm not saying that. No, what I'm saying is I just imagine Ed McKnight walking up to a developer trying to negotiate a discount because he's considered all this. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the research calls this a cognitive bias, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's no, there's no logical reason why a property with four or 44 um, should sell at a discount. But the fact is that it appears that this, this is important to uh, a group of New Zealanders uh, uh, and a large proportion of the global population. And so that, if that's the case, there is an argument to say, well, you could use that to your advantage as well and say, well, maybe you use this as part of your negotiation strategy. But in terms of, is it going to mean that you get less capital growth? Does it mean that your, the value of your property goes up slower? That's not what the research says. It says that you can use this as a negotiation tool. Now, where do you need to worry about this then? Because 
you only, if we're thinking about the number 4, 44, 8, 88, it appears that you're only going to have to think about this if there is a presence of, of uh, Asian population with, within that area. Now, there are about 250,000 Chinese New Zealanders. About 70% of them, 6 in 10 of them, live in Auckland. Uh, less than one, of, 1 in 10 live in Wellington, another 1 in 10 live in Canterbury. Uh, and that's crazy. So vast bulk of them are in Auckland. So that's where you might worry about it more. And if we think about where do they live in Auckland, uh, last time I checked the numbers, uh, Howick, which is kind of East Auckland, is over 50% uh, Asian population. 50%. Yeah, massive over uh, out in East Auckland. So if you're in Pakuranga, if you're in Howick, if you're in Botany, then you probably do want to think about whether there's a, a 4 or a 44 uh, on, your, um, on your letterbox. Uh, if there's an 8 or an 88, I'd be thinking about that a lot more. Now, if I think about our smallest region in New Zealand, the West Coast, the uh, Asian population there is 1.1% of the total population. So very, very small in the West Coast. So you probably don't have to worry about what number's on your letterbox in that case. And it, it's just because of, well, what are the demographics there and what do those demographics care about? And again, I want to be very clear. Uh, I don't want to be coming across as disrespectful. This is just the reality uh, that you're dealing with because in some areas it will matter and in some areas it won't. Um, now, let's come to uh, the Western side and the number 13, which can sometimes be considered unlucky. Uh, there are some towns that up until relatively recently banned the number 13 or didn't use the number 13 in letterboxes. Uh, it went straight from uh, 11 to 15. Uh, what was that? <laughs> that took you too long as an economist. This is absurd. So in Palmerston North, most streets missed the number 13. Now, before 2009, Palmerston North had a policy that they would just skip the number 13 at when they were um, putting the house numbers in. And they did change it after 2009. And if you look at New Zealand Post's data, it shows that across New Zealand, the houses that have the number 12, there's 35,583. The number 14, there's 33,616. The number 13, there's only about 25,000. Huge difference. Yeah, so about 36,000 with the number 12, 34,000 with the number 15, only 26,000 or 25 to 26,000 with the number 13. So uh, there are some council areas that up until recently uh, didn't use that. And there's a really interesting question then, which is can I change the number of my property to change this perception? The short answer is no. So Wellington Council say that they get quite a few requests every year, but they won't just do it for reasons of superstition. So the, one of the main reasons here is it can be quite confusing for emergency services. Imagine if um, an ambulance coming out to a house and um, they're trying to figure out the, the numbers of the street and there's a couple missing and it's confusing for them. Then that doesn't make it a viable reason to change a number. What's interesting as well is I have been looking at and talking to investors and anecdotally some of them have said that they have been able to change the the number on their street. Um, specifically, let's say they're on a they've got a corner section of two roads and they either just move the mailbox to yeah, get from a bad street to a good street. Yeah, that's easy, and you do that for school zones if that's important to you. Yeah, or the other thing that some people have said that they're able to do is let's say that uh, there's a missing number. And the, the numbers, let's say the numbers currently go from 11, 15, and 13 is skipped. There, people have said, actually, yeah, I've been able to change it from 
you know, 15 to 13 in that case, if you wanted to. Or let's say that um, it went straight from... Uh, Why would someone change it to 13? No, 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 I was trying to give you an example. I'll give you a better example. Yeah, now. okay, good. <laughs> let's, let's say you're currently four and it goes straight to eight and there's no number six. Right. Some people have had success changing it from four to six. Oh, my God, I can't believe that, that this is such a um, widely considered thing. It appears to be something that's quite important for some people. I mean, but if there's a if the, if it currently goes two four six and you're currently number four, you're probably not going to be able to change it to two a. It doesn't seem like that's a thing. Yeah, corner sections maybe you'll have some luck changing it. Um, some councils will just dismiss it out of hand. Um, anecdotally, I have seen people saying, "Oh, my my property was number forty four and it was more difficult to sell, uh, or took a little bit longer to sell, or sold at a discount." Some of that, I always would, all, you know, if, if I was talking to somebody at a barbecue, I'd dig into some of those circumstances. Mm. Um, sometimes it might just be, well, the whole market's bad and, and that's the easy thing you can blame it on. Yeah, and also you've got to remember you're not going to hear about the people that say, oh, I had a, a number 44 and it was easy to sell. Like, that, 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 that's not a conversation. So how much consideration, or let me rephrase that, would you buy a house that had an unlucky number? Uh, do you know what? I've never given it consideration. I probably have some unlucky numbers that I have never even thought about. Uh, like, seriously, the, the way that I choose a property often is I might choose 7 or 77 or 17 because I like the number 7, me and everyone else. But I would never... Why do you like the number 7? Oh, it's, just, it's lucky, isn't it? So you, you I take, I'm just saying it to wind you up. I do choose seven though because I like that number. So even you, no, but are I, choosing but I, but based I also, on numbers. No, because I because I couldn't care less. I like I just choose seven because it's a pattern that I do. Honestly, if it was me, I wouldn't give it a second thought. I don't. I personally don't think it matters. But for some people who are a little bit more superstitious, or if you were in, uh, like if you were in Howick, yeah, uh, or or an area with a high proportion. Of, of Asian population who appear to care about this and say, actually, this is an important consideration for us, then, of course, you would think about that. You might also go to the, go to whoever you're negotiating with and use that as a tactic. Absolutely. Just use it, Just say that that's something that uh, is a consideration for And you. if you know that 50% of the population really care about this, uh, then you might use that as a bit of a tactic. But uh, most of the time, I, I personally would not be thinking about this. But some people do. Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you've got a fun topic like this that you want us to talk about, just send us a message on Instagram. We are at opas underscore partners. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, David Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time. <laughs>